Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. Now, today's episode is a short burst of motivation to hopefully inspire you and motivate you for your day ahead. So it's about Tom Smith. So Tom came on a week or so ago when I'm recording this, this episode. I'm actually working with Tom on mindset. Um, he's doing some coaching with us on mindset. Nothing to do with property, just on mindset. Um yeah, I mean, he's he's blown us away to be quite honest with his energy levels. Um, what he says on the on the podcast and on, on his social media and stuff, he is actually doing. You know, he's not he's not blagging it. He's texting me at four o'clock in the morning, four thirty in the morning. He's up. He's working. He's doing his little morning routine, which I'm doing as well. Which I really, really, I'm really enjoying it, and it's definitely made a difference in in, in my performance at work. And in business and probably my personal life as well. So it's quite simple but what he does. And I'll happily share it with you because you're listening to my show. So every morning, he'll, um, I wake up about five o'clock now. I'm not doing 4 a.m. yet. Um, yet, but I'm doing five o'clock. So I'm doing for about a month. Um, so yeah, wake up five o'clock. I write down my mantra. So that is things that I am. So I am a success magnet. I am a money magnet. I'm an amazing business person. I am this. I am that. I'm an amazing dad. I'm an amazing partner. Um, I write down all the things that I am and I want to be. Then I write down all the things that I'm grateful for. So I'm grateful for my health, my wealth, my happiness, my children, my partner, my house, my car, everything that you've got. Because if you're grateful for what you've got, you'll attract more of those things into your life. And then I write down my goals and I'll be really clear, specific and detailed on those goals. So it's not you know, I make 100 grand, I make 200 grand or whatever your goal may be. It's I make this much money from doing this type of work, working this many hours, doing, you know, mine, it's, you know, my business is life insurance. So it, may, it might be selling X amount of life insurance policies. It might be recruiting X amount of numbers of staff. It might, you know, just be really detailed on that goal. And then you sign the goal underneath because you're writing all this down and that's a really little powerful thing that I've been doing. I've never done that before and I've never even heard of that before, but I've started to do it. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it really, really has impacted the way I am. Um, and you know what? I, I knew a lot of the things that he's teaching us and, you know, basic things like, you know, why is your goal your goal? Why aren't you aiming higher? Why aren't you working more? Why are you not pushing yourself more? Why are you getting complacent? I knew all these things and it's really not rocket science, but sometimes just having someone to remind you on and push you um, really helps. So, um, so anyway, getting back to the episode, I definitely recommend listening on it. Um, a common theme with a lot of the guests so far is they've, they've experienced extreme adversity in their life normally in their upbringing, which has toughened them. It's given them this tough skin. It's made them very resilient. And that then typically carries into the adult life, into the career and the business, in the business world. And, and Tom's no different. Um, you know, he said something about, um, I'm trying to recall the episode, but I'm, it was something like on a morning on his way to school, his mum or his dad had to check the news to see which route they were going to take to school because, you know, there was there was people potentially being murdered the night before in, in Northern Ireland. I mean, it, crazy stuff. Um, yeah, he's, you know, experiencing that, you know, it can only toughen you 
for, for you know, if he comes across a staff member leaving or some complaints in his business or whatever, it, it's not really a big deal to him, I'd imagine, when he was worried about which way he was going to go to school in case he got bloody murdered as a, as a child. I think that, 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 that definitely got to toughen you. Um, going on the property stuff that he said, I love these when he said, make your main thing the main thing. So what I take from that is stop thinking about 25 different strategies, all these quirky ways to do everything. Just focus on one, smash it, put loads of energy into it, perfect it, and then maybe he's going to the next one. But don't try and do 10 different strategies at once. You know, if you're in business, don't try and do 10 new marketing techniques to generate leads at once. Focus on one push on it if it doesn't work and you give it a good shot then go to the next one but don't try and do 10 things at once because it'll dilute your effectiveness on all of those different strategies whether that's business life or, or property i think it applies so make your main thing your main thing i like what he talked about creative deals um a couple of other good guests on that um mark shaw who's coming out uh tomorrow i think as i'm recording this um a third, yeah, a couple of days anyway. Mark Shaw is very creative in his deals. He was a really good guest. Um, and a couple of other people have, have mentioned lease options and being creative on the way you you, you purchase properties. I think um, Tom's no different. You know, there's there's definitely more than what one way to skin a cat and, and don't think the only way to purchase this is a buy-to-let mortgage. 25% deposit, bank give us 75%. That, that's not the only way. There's multiple ways, but you've got to educate yourself on them first. And you know, there's an analogy that a lot of people use is about the tool belt, isn't it? When you go and view a property, you've got your tool belt on. There's multiple different strategies within that tool belt. You can pull out which one you want, which suits that job, which suits that property. And having the right tool for the right property, or the right tool for the right job, whichever, <laughs> however the analogy goes, Um you know, you will get further in your career and you'll probably get there to get to where you want to be quicker by having more tools and having better tools in, in your tool belt. Um, and he kind of hit that home also. You know, he's went from buying properties in his, you know, late teens, I think, early 20s to, you know, he said he was looking at a site in Liverpool for 300 apartments. Um I don't actually know how many he's actually got and he owns. I know he leases a lot of these apartments, but you know, it's, he, he, he claims to have almost a thousand by the end of the year. And I don't doubt him for one second. Um, so yeah, someone operating on that scale is, is quite impressive regardless of what you, you, you think of them. Um, I love the analogy about the bonfires. So if you haven't listened to the episode, I asked him around how does he manage all of the different things that he does? How does he, you know, have a family life with his children and his wife? How does he manage the, you know, the dream apartments business? He has a, I think he's got two construction businesses. He's now developing, he's built, he's building social housing, he's building blocks of apartments. You know, how is he stretching himself that far? He lives in Belfast, but he's got businesses in, you know, Dundee, Newcastle, Liverpool, Manchester, all over the shop. You know how I asked him anyway, how are you doing this? And how have you got any advice for spinning all these plates? And what his, his answer was around the, uh, like a bonfire analogy. So he said, you imagine if you close your eyes and he sees five or six different bonfires. 
So the bonfires represent different parts of his life. So um, his family, his, you know, his apartment business, his construction firm, writing books, mentoring, whatever. And he said sometimes you'll, you'll look at the bonfires and some of them, the flames might be sort of um, dimmering. They might be going down a little bit. So and he, he's intelligent enough to identify that and maybe he's put, put some wood on a couple of fires. You know, if he sees his construction firm, for example, the flames are going down a little bit, he'll have to throw some fire on there. He'll do some marketing. He'll go and get some more business. He'll get the his sales team to pitch more people for some business. Or if his family life, the flames dim running on there, he'll maybe book some time in with his wife and his children. But being self-aware enough to... Um, to identify which of your bonfires are, 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 are dimming, I think is, is is a really important skill. Sometimes one fire may, might almost be out and you know you might need to pour some petrol on there and really ramp it up. Or if one, if a certain fire that you've got going, a certain business that you're in has got real growth potential, you might just need to throw some petrol on it anyway and really ramp it up. But I think that's a great analogy and he also said that he wants all his bonfires equal. The flames are equal, as in there's not one that's overpowering another, um, which I think is a really, really good analogy that you can hopefully take something from to make sure that your own fires are um, equal and they're all on fire. You know, and you've got none of them that's dimmering or almost smoking and it's, it's almost fizzling out because you can have it all. You can have a good family life, a good health and fitness levels. You can have multiple businesses you can have property you can have you can have all of that um some years maybe even just need to start a couple more fires if you've only got a, uh, one going uh, or a couple going um i think it's a really good analogy i really enjoyed that that part of the, the chat um couple of other key points i love the pivot that he made during covid um you know he talked about the hotel sector which is basically what he's in the service accommodation you know, these apart hotels or apartments that he's leasing out per night uh, or renting out per night to guests. That sector was smashed a bit, wasn't it? It was obliterated by COVID. So what he decided to do was he decided to get his sales team to make outbound calls to construction firms, to key workers, police and all these key workers during COVID and the lockdowns and offer his apartments to them at a discounted rate to fill it up. And I think he... I can't remember what he said, but I think he pretty much filled most of his apartments. And he even, in fact, he took on an additional 220 apartments during lockdowns. Um, but just the that I think that just shows the way that he thinks, you know, to when the whole world was contracting and worrying and panicking. And a lot of people in his sector, the apartments, the Airbnb, or, you know, all people in those those niches, those sectors were were killed off and they accepted defeat and they just took huge losses where he went the other way. And I think he said something crazy, like 5,000 outbound calls a week or something mental anyway. Um, that just shows, you know, a testament to his character. And I think it goes back to one of the first points, that tough skin and resilience. Would he really have, you know, I think some people who maybe aren't as tough skinned and as resilient might he just caved? Might he just admitted defeat and accepted huge losses and thought there's nothing I can do? Whereas he was, I think he was actually, I think he said he was walking around the areas where his apartments are, taking pictures of vans, like 
subcontractor vans on building sites because builders were still working, weren't they, during a lot of the lockdowns because we classed as key workers. He was taking pictures of, you know, John Smith joining me and getting his team to ring John Smith joining me and say, how many lads have you got on such and such a building site in Liverpool? Um, do they need accommodation? Because they would if there were subcontractors coming up from London or down from Scotland or wherever. Um, so he was actually doing some of the legwork himself. He doesn't think he's a, you know, he's not above his station. He's not, you know, I'm the CEO. I'm not going to do the legwork. He's doing the, the, you know, the hard parts and the good, bad and the ugly parts as well. And I think that's um, testament to him. Um, yeah, I, I just think he's he's his sort of outlook on business and life in general, I think is just a really good one. I think, you know, there's no substitute for hard work. You can't achieve anything big without, without working hard, putting the graft in, you know, he's getting up at 4am and, you know, look at what he's achieving. Um, you know, and I, I think if you can take anything from this, this, this episode is, is work a bit harder, have a tough skin just fucking get to work. Sorry if I swear if anyone's got children listening, but just get to work, man. Like, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You are not going to get to where you want to be unless you work hard, and that's a fact. All this work smart, not hard is nonsense, I think. Work smart and hard, it's not one or the other. But you will get to where you want to be while working harder. Um, so I'd like to end the show on that note. Hope you've been inspired. I hope you enjoyed the session. As always, please go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review if you like the episode or message me on Instagram, Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. I'd love some feedback and um, hopefully catch up with you all soon.